Hello and welcome to the 250, the podcast where we see that the donut hole has a hole in its center. It is not a donut hole at all, but a smaller donut with its own hole, and our donut is not whole at all. I'm Jonathan, and with me as always is my co-host Douglas. How are you, Douglas? I'm very well. <laughs> I like that we're making each other laugh with these fucking intros now. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, if this is your first time tuning to the 250, we've taken a snapshot of INDB's top 250 movies of all time as of January 2020, and we've begun watching them from number 250 through to number one. In this podcast, we discuss our opinions, thoughts, and reactions to the movies within. Today's movie is a divergence from the list as we take a look at a film that we think should have ended up on the 250, bonus snub five... Knives Out. The night after his 85th birthday, Harlan Thromby, an eccentric mystery writer, is found dead in his study. What seems like an open and shut case of suicide is complicated by the appearance of Benoit Blanc, a whip-smart detective who believes the death is more complicated than it initially seems. Uh, Knives Out is written and directed, written and directed, by Ryan mm-hmm. Johnson. Uh, it's not based off of another original work. It's not based off a book or a novel or anything like that. It's right from Ryan's Which is bloody brain. Crazy to me. That's mm. it's a lot going on, and it's mm. not like Ryan hasn't been busy in the last yeah. little while. Fuck, <laughs> he's had a yeah. bit, he had a bit going on. Um, yeah. Uh, if you think you recognise that name, uh, but you need a little push, uh, he directed Looper. Did he write? Uh, he might have written Looper as well. He actually. wrote Looper as well. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense actually. And um and he directed. Did he write? Did he write? Uh, yes, I think he did. Yeah. He no, or might have been J.J. Abrams writing and then directing episode eight. Of Star, Wars, Star Wars episode Last eight. Jedi. Oh no, he wrote it. He so wrote he it as wrote. Well. Okay. Wrote and directed Looper and Star Wars episode eight. Um. And then wrote, uh, written and directed this one as well. Yeah. <laughs> He's a madman. Yeah, which is kind of sick because, um, and uh, this has made a lot of my friends angry, but episode eight is my favorite out of the new trilogy. Oh, fuck off. I didn't know that. Really? I fucking love that movie. Or, or I don't- Oh, uh, what? I don't love it. There are a lot of flaws with it, but I like it. Oh, I like God. it more than the other two. Oh, Jesus, I almost want to bring that in as a fucking, <laughs> as a snub so we can have a discussion about it. I 100% that. We can't want do it to. On this episode. Yeah, but bitch. We get two conflicting opinions of me absolutely fucking just. I hate Last Jedi <sighs> with a fiery passion. Here's the trick all of the new trilogy is bad. They're all true, very true. bad. But. <laughs> but. Episode eight does the most interesting stuff in its story writing, and it builds okay. the characters right. and the largest story. I still story haven't actually like. seen episode nine. I still need to go and watch episode nine. <sighs> um, you should definitely. I think do it's it. on Disney Plus, right? I might. I don't have I Disney do Plus, so I can't tell you. Um, but I love Looper. I really, really, really love Looper because I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt and um, uh, Bruce Willis. I'm mm. sure it's Bruce Willis in um, uh, in Looper, uh, and um. Uh, yeah, oh, uh, John hasn't seen this film. This is my second time seeing this film. Mm, this is um, your second uh, bonus pick in a row, you greedy little wench. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, fucking <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Maybe I will. Um. Uh. F- yeah. I I picked this movie because it just it's literally like the best whodunit film next to like uh, any Poirot, Agatha Christie, um. Uh, fucking Murder on the Orient Express. It's 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 Murder on the Orient Express for a modern uh generation. Because hmm. um, it uh, what caught me on the second run through of this. Obviously, we're going to keep spoilers very minimal because it is a whodunit, and you know a lot of the the premise of the mystery and everything comes through uh going in as dry as you possibly can. So, um, uh, we'll try and keep spoilers to a minimal uh, naturally. Um, but, uh, the, just the, the emphasis on how, uh, on the use of modern technology and things like that, that are relevant to the actual plot is very cool. Mm. Um, and I, I kept on imagining and going like, okay, but like, is there still the opportunity where you could do this in an older setting? Probably, but would it resonate as well? Probably not. Um, I think it really does thrive in this yeah modern whodunit uh 
kind of field and i think it yeah it's really fucking it you don't see whodunit movies anymore no it's 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 so good to see ryan johnson fucking give this genre a fucking adrenaline shot to the asshole and send it to the fucking moon uh (laughs) i love it i love you ryan no i had a i had a really good time on this this was this was uh more than anything just really fun yeah yeah like it's a fun fucking movie yeah like i wasn't like analyzing it too hard because i was Mm. just enjoying myself which is really nice just straight Mm. up enjoying myself um Mm. the mystery is good um and you know even till like right at the end it starts to come together at similar times to when the detective is kind of working stuff out which is always mm. a good sign for kind of keeping your audience engaged because I was engaged. Mm. Uh, mm. And it's a very well written script. Mm. Like, I, it, from, from the way that you made it sound, you were thinking that this was a, a novel or something like that that had been pre established and had been adapted to the screen. Am I correct in that? Or? I, yeah. I mean, it just kind of blows me away that, that Ryan Johnson is writing and directing so many things. are just like, yeah. yeah. Out of nowhere, that's mm. not so. It's crazy. Mm. So yeah, well, apparently he's been hard at work on this for a very, very long time. I would imagine uh, he wanted to really wanted to perfect um, every element of this script, and I think, um, yeah, on my second watch, I couldn't find too many uh, donut holes, yeah. plot holes yeah. um, in the in the story or anything. So, um, but uh, yeah, for, if you're up for a, a a very entertaining whodunit film uh, with an all-star cast. Fucking look no further. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. Uh, 100% recommend this one. This is... Yeah. Uh, with okay. with no qualifiers on this one. This was just really, really fun. It's... Yeah. It's, once again, not like an amazing... He says no qualifiers. It's not an amazing... <laughs> or it's not... Uh, well, yeah, no, I do. I think there's a lot of analytical depth to it as well. So, no, I'm not going to do that. It's oh, absolutely. Great. Yeah, yeah. great. I wrote three pages worth of notes on my mm, second run. You pulled a Mandy. I, know, I, I knew what to look for Yeah. 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 Um, uh, on the second run through. So, yeah, I was able to find more out of it. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. Go check this one out. 100%. All and right. come back and watch this. I mean, listen to this. So, we'll watch rotate it. over to Spoiler Town. Have ourselves a little spoiler siren. There it is. Waiting for this car to drive past my house. See? <laughs> they, they, they're bringing the spoiler siren. <laughs> yeah, very slow. Slow moving spoiler Slow moving siren. car noise. Uh, yeah. Fuck uh, it. I want to, again, just re- restate. We're heading into spoilers now. Like, if you really <laughs> just go in dry on this film, I promise it's really good. Um, um, yeah, I okay. I love that. <laughs> just from the beginning, just like grabs you. Um, there's so many. The initial shot of the manor, mm. so good. There's uh, the uh, the music. There's the, the fucking score, man. Just incredible. Uh, the just like so many little touches that made like Fran's um, acting seem so believable at the start, mm. where she yep. <clears throat> she does like little things. Um, she's kind of just like you know shouting around across the room and like stuff where she like kicks the door open with like the back of her foot, yeah. which is like very much yep. a you know I've done this a million times before. Um, mm. Opening the house type that. Uh, you know, I got, always got my hands full and I'm coming getting, through here. So. Getting, yeah, getting the house prepared. It felt very believable, I guess. Mm. Uh, and and what a kind of hook uh, before the opening to, like, get you interested in, like, what the fuck is going on. I don't... And having the, the dead yeah. body, like, immediately... Like, I like <clears throat> that it doesn't... It doesn't fuck around. It doesn't give you the like, here's everyone, and then there's the death, you know? Mm. It it just goes, there's a death, you know? Like, it doesn't fucking, yeah, it doesn't yank your chain for too long. Who it is just it? just goes, all right, we all know we're coming here for a murder. The murder has happened. Let's just get into the thick of this shit. Mm. Um, and uh, I love the, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, the classic <clears throat> of uh, Maid finding the body and dropping the tray. 
and you know normally the food oh. like splatters on the floor and everything but like she doesn't fully drop it she kind of like she's like shit and she like yeah yeah she <laughs> nearly drops it but like she I you love know, that. manages to keep a hold of like most of it which m- i liked that because you know i was uh, on the second run through i was like i my brain was like she's gonna drop it on the floor because mm. that's just where your brain goes <laughs> your brain immediately follows this like stereotype 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 and then yeah when you see something that doesn't fit that you're like oh <laughs> yeah okay it was it, um, it was very very cool um which is what a lot it, it's so weird how ryan johnson can fit into this mystery stereotype thing in so many ways but at the same time contradict it and add so much Mm. more depth and brevity to it Mm. um through the characters and the script and ah, it's it's so fucking clever awesome it's awesome and i was like from the start i was like there's so many little touches here that really make it feel real mate Make it, make it. Yeah, Just make really, it. make it really get you get into it. It's really, really good. I loved um everyone calling Marta kiddo at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. really kind of like almost condescending. You know, how you doing, kiddo? And All there's the, you know that stuff. There's a bunch of stuff where if you're really looking for it, you can kind of see how they like really think about her and shit. There's that one, oh, absolutely. That one scene where it was um Richard is yep. Is talking about, you know, oh, she's such a hard worker, blah, blah, blah. And as he does that, he, like, hands the plate to her, just completely uh-huh. absent-mindedly. And I was yep, like, yep, yeah. Like, she's the maid. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. While they're talking about, like, immigration and, like, you know, yeah. Oh, so good. Um, and, oh, God, I don't want to ride on that. That, like, okay. First scene. Next set of scenes, yeah. you've got your, um, mm. your interviews, which I thought yeah. were- an amazing way to introduce each character because so good yeah it doesn't feel forced to just go like plonk here's character a character yeah (laughs) here's their name here's their like general character as it were as like uh in respect to the story and setting at large uh, and just Mm. cycle through all of them Mm. um i i fucking loved that i loved how straight from the start and it's not actually that much of a big issue and i I, it's a red herring i guess the the film is putting in little inconsistencies and stuff so there's some kind of um unreliable narrator shit where when they're like lowering the cake in front of yes yeah and there's two separate scenes of them doing that with different people standing next to them going oh we love you dad they they have their own recollection of how that night went mm. and their their recollection of how the birthday party went was they were you know right by Harlan's side you know oh we love your dad and you know all that schmoozy shit but uh, yeah as you said unreliable narrator everyone has their own uh, perspective of how things went down um and uh the editing in that scene in particular i thought was exquisite how the the conversation would match for like you know they'd be having a conversation with you know jamie lee curtis's character or something um and then it would cut to michael shannon's character walt thromby oh yeah you know like the lines would perfectly queue up to like the next character um i love that i thought that was really cool Mm. and fucking you can't go past that scene without benoit blanc's lounging in the back of the chair going on the fucking piano <laughs> it was uh Which I, have a, I have a thing in the trivia but I'll, I'll tell it now because it's actually okay. it was something that um uh i had wondered and i had uh, theorized when i first saw it in cinemas what it actually means why does he hit the the piano because naturally my first instinct was that whenever he thinks they're lying mm. he hits the 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 piano uh key which i think it's like a c um but in the trivia, quote, when Benoit Blanc is first seen by the audience, he is sitting in the study, listening to Lieutenant Elliot, questioning the Fromby family members, playing the same note on the piano at seemingly random intervals. This is not random at all. After Blanc hits the piano key, Lieutenant Elliot always asks the same question. What time did you arrive at the house? Ah. So that's uh, Blanc's signal to Elliot to ask when did they arrive at the house. Okay. Yeah, because um, it, it, felt, it felt to me like he was like getting them back on track as it were with yeah, the questioning yeah, yeah. type they thing. They steer off course yeah, and then he exactly. goes bing because yeah technically it is getting them back on course because that that uh, cues Lieutenant Elliot to ask the question you know hmm. when did you arrive at the house 
um, on the night of the party. So, uh, yeah, fight. very cool. Very, it's very, very good. good. I adored uh, South American accent Daniel Craig. Oh, Daniel Craig, are you kidding me? That was incredible. Fucking brilliant. I don't know if it's- a- Such a Such a great character. Like, is it- Yeah, I, I don't know if it is a good accent. I think it's- not uh, it's yeah i think it's supposed to be like entirely you know, hand uh, wildly over the top because like that's a that's a whole fucking thing with like poirot and stuff like that as well like poirot was consistently played he's belgian in you know like the novels and by as far as canon and everything goes he is belgian but he's consistently played by englishmen and irishmen mm. um kenneth Branagh is an irishman and he plays poirot in the murder on the orient express movie that he directed and starred in and then um uh yeah all of the long time running poirots were englishmen um but they learnt the the belgian language and oh the belgian accent i should say um and it sounds you know thinking about poirot he's got that bougie uh <laughs> you know belgian frenchy accent yeah um it, it's it for me it's like it's supposed to be kind of over the top and bombastic and you know very uh not good is to say, <laughs> is to say to say um, uh not good not good uh but it it doesn't detract from if anything it enhances daniel craig's performance yeah. for me because it's just it's so fucking good to see him do something that isn't bond exactly um, that that was the thing that i really liked about it and i'm wondering i'm Wondering if it was an intentional thing because you look at him and you go, "That's James Bond," and you open. He mm. opens his mouth and you go, "No, that's it's not." not. James and, Bond. <laughs> and like that thought didn't go through my head ever again. I wasn't looking at him mm. going, uh, "That's James Bond." Yeah, making making make, if he was speaking in his natural uh, accent, yeah, maybe we would have all just gone, "But I can't get past it. It's just James mm. Bond." Um, yeah, forces mm. you out of it. Good point. It does, yeah, yep. Which is Which good. Is, yeah, clever. Mm. Amazing character. And just fucking, yeah, fantastic character. Very, uh, it gives the, the Johnny Depp effect, you know, the, the Jack Sparrow Johnny Depp effect, where it's mm. a very infectious, likable, charismatic character to latch onto, and you just want to see more of him. Basically. You just want to see more of that character. Mm. Um, and uh, apparently, he's, uh, Ryan is busily squirreling away at Knives Out 2. So he's working on a working on a second script. Yeah, so. which I I would like that to be maybe more Benoit Blanc, but I don't want it to be a continuation of this story. I hope it's, it's not. Yeah, it's it's say. Benoit Blanc investigating a different case. Okay, so that sounds fucking um, excellent. Yeah, it's Poirot Agatha Christie esque. Yeah, uh, that kind of vibe. So like same detective, different case. I love um, that. Which is yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a uh, wise move because there's there's nothing more you can do here. Case closed, mm. you know. Um, by the end, of the, it has a very nice, um, you know, tying up the ribbon at the very end. Yeah, uh, this film. Um, it's yeah. you don't but, want you, know, you don't want a fourth sequel out of this kind of shit. It's yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he said, you know, if people are hungry for it, I'll I'll make more. And fucking people are hungry for Evidently. it. People want. People want to keep Daniel Craig in a career, apparently. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Love, love More me of some, Blanc, please. Love me some Daniel. Uh, the Knife Circle is just a fucking yes, great idea. That is excellent. It's so um, good. And just it's as n- like a set idea. It's never... Because um, it's the obvious thing. is All these knives point to the center. Visually, your brain goes head in the middle of like whatever mm-hmm. actor seeing in front of it and that doesn't happen until like right at the end i don't yeah. i don't know why i think that's interesting but i just feel like it is it's- i think it's because um i'm pretty sure marta gets put in that uh <laughs> position pretty consistently where she gets put in the her head lining up uh, with the knives right because she's the one that is the main uh, or you know, she for, from the audience perspective, we all think that she's killed Harlan. Yeah. Um. Uh. For for all intents and purposes, uh, she's killed Harlan. And then when yeah, she's placed in that position, it reinforces the idea for the audience that she actually did uh, knock off Harlan. Mm. Um. And uh, yeah, I love that. I thought that was yeah, 
fucking really really cool um and just the the whole idea of giving the audience the like okay this is the person who did it like literally like not even midway through the film right you're just like this is the killer fucking that's it we're gonna we're gonna keep the movie's gonna keep on going but there's your killer and i just that's such a fucking cool idea because for me the first time i watched it i was like all right but if she's the killer what's the rest of the movie like you know is it are we we just got to be rooting for her to you know like because she's such a fucking sweetie Anna de Armas fucking amazing actress I'm so glad she's starting to get some more like uh attention in you know triple a film and stuff like that um uh I she's just yeah she's so genuine I'm like are we supposed to be just rooting for her now for the rest of the film I was so confused at that point where to go like where does the film go from there Mm. um but that confusion, yeah, it swiftly goes away because you just you get swept up in it all. Um, and uh, then, yeah, there are more and more little inconsistencies that come out that make your brain go, maybe there's more. There's always some little stuff. Um, a one inconsistency that I really liked, well, not inconsistency. Yep. Um, this this is the one that really stood out to me that I I felt like I should have picked when I saw it. But when Marta gets the like the blackmail letter. And she, she yep. opens it and the, like, adhesive on it is, like, dirty and it's clearly been opened before. And yeah. I remember going, like, it's a bit weird. But not putting anything more to it. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, I should have. I should have. Yeah. So. Mm. It's it's definitely a movie where, like, yeah, it, it rewards, as do most mystery movies and, like, Agatha Christie's Poirot, it rewards the audience if they have attention. Mm. Um, if they have the attention to look for those tinier details and those elements, uh, it rewards the audience for, uh, you know, you can technically piece the pieces of the puzzle together from maybe like midway through everyone thinking that Marta, uh, or Marta thinking that she did it. Mm. You can piece most of the pieces of the puzzle together. The fact that the dogs, uh, were barking at 3am, uh, cause the dogs hate ransom. Yeah. Um, when Ransom first comes out of the car and the dogs are fucking all over him and he's like, great, stop. <laughs> um, uh, and then the added, the added <laughs> complexity that I love of, um, Harlan giving everything over to, um, to Marta. Uh, cause that, that, the fact that Walt gives everything to, um, to Marta is that's solidified before he even knows mm-hmm. that he's about to die. So that's not a part of his game, really. Mm. Harlan's game. Um, that's just you know something I wanted to do to do the big fuck you to the rest of the family because they're all leaning on his legacy. Um, uh, but yeah, the added complexity of like the family all think have that added belief that uh, Marta is at the the root of the problem makes all the makes the audience go like, oh fuck no, Marta. <laughs> it's this 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 whole thing where. I should have seen it coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <clears throat> oh my goodness, I'm just like a ball of phlegm yeah, today. Yeah. That's bad. Mm. Um, I I should have seen it coming. I should have picked that there was just something off enough mm. about, like, the trajectory the film appeared to be going in. Uh, mm. I, I definitely felt like there was something still weird, but I couldn't figure what it was pinpoint what it was yeah and from from the get-go you know everyone has pretty good motives you know walt's uh getting his um publishing company uh, swept away um uh don don johnson's character richard you know the uh, threat of revealing that he committed adultery um uh yeah just everyone has pretty reasonable motives to knock off harlan which is also very good for like a Cluedo-esque type of situation where you want you want to have the motives be pretty evenly spread out mm. across the cast, so mm. it's it's ambiguous to the um, to the audience. Did like Linda uh, have a good motive besides? Uh, I think besides what? No, actually nothing. I don't think she had a good motive. No, yeah, interesting. I think she was just very, uh, oh yeah, because, uh, yeah, uh, her and, um, Harlan said that, you know, they had a very close 
bond, you know, and they, um, right. they you know, uh, shared, they had their own little method of communicating and things like that. I think Linda was clear um, of uh, the crossfire purely because of that, because of the relation that uh, she had with, mm. um, with Harlan. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but the, the thing that run through big time for me on the second watch through was just everyone's quirks. Everyone's... Um, each character is so wonderfully... Um, like unique. Uh, yeah, yeah, in their own aspect. Um, you know, you got Daniel Craig with his fucking off-the-wall accent. Um, Christopher Plummer is a, a fantastic dead person, <laughs> for better of a... <laughs> uh, for lack of a better phrase. Um, he's... Yeah, he makes such a perfect kill-e. Um <laughs> That, uh, and like the, the bits that you get of his character and like, you know, the flashbacks and everything like that of him communicating with the family is, yeah, I love him. Very charismatic. Chris Evans fucking cannot go go past that man. I love that man. He is so good and he is perfect as Ransom. Yeah. I was like, um, what was the note that I wrote down? I was like, uh, so glad to see Chris Evans reprising his role from Scott Pilgrim versus the world. (laughs) This is a smarmy little shit. <laughs> That's so good. Um, Lakeith Stanfield. I think he could have used a little bit more scream time. I feel like he was a little bit wasted. Mm. Um, I love Lakeith Stanfield a lot. I think he's a fantastic actor. Um, I feel like he, yeah, deserved a little bit more oomph. Um, but nonetheless, still very good. Mm. I feel like the the police officers were used appropriately and they just weren't as big of a focus as the family was, basically. I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, like, Noah, Noah Segan's character, Trooper Wagner, like, he had- I feel like he had a lot more, uh, lines and, like, comedic content, which I felt like if you swap the two roles, if you had Lakeith Stanfield as Trooper Wagner and, um, Noah Segan as, uh, Lieutenant Elliot, I think it probably would have worked just as well, if not better. Right. Um, because Lakeith is pretty good with his comedy chops. Right, um, right. I reckon he would have been able to deliver that, uh, just as well. Um... Anna de Armas's uh, Marta, she can't lie without mm. vomiting. Fucking, just the idea of that is fantastic um, because it sets such a a great rule for the audience that you know Marta cannot lie. Every single thing that she says, unless she vomits, is the truth. Yeah. So that sets such a good a great rule for the audience to be like, okay, we can trust in Marta. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I thought that was going to be more, I, I thought that was, like, I thought they would be a thing later in the film where they go, oh, she's actually just putting it on, uh, oh, for, yeah, for a yeah, bit yeah. there. I was like, hmm, it's like a little, little interesting. It seems, it seems like too convenient, but they do. Right. Yeah. yeah. They do run with it the whole way through and it obviously becomes like a pivotal part in like that final scene. Yes. In the, yeah. In the, um, the Eureka <clears> scene. <throat> mm. She um, which, by the, the way, the, the <laughs> Eureka scene is fucking brilliant. It is very um, good. The Daniel Craig rolling up the sleeves, tucking in the tie, um, taking off the suit jacket, you know, like the the full <laughs> detective, I'm about to lay down some shit, you mm. know. I love it when the, the detective, you know, riles himself all up for the for the big Eureka uh, spill um, is great. And the, the connection of all those threads is uh, very satisfying to... To get it all come back to ransom is, uh, yeah, very, very good. Mm. I mean, Daniel Craig, once again. Daniel Craig. Can't go wrong. Yeah. I, think I think that's the, the main... <clears throat> oh, my fucking goodness. <laughs> I think that's the main takeaway. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is that... <laughs> is... Uh, we love Daniel Craig. We want to see more of him. No, um, I, I feel like... Uh, I, I liked kind of the... The tone that the film kept with throughout, it was constantly like had those transitioning shots between like, oh, here's some of the statues and here's the whatever. And that actually is kind of like Poirot serial type yeah. things with like the music mm-hmm. and uh, yep. kind of strings a, like All a, on the strings, baby, like a British feel, t- yeah. like British TV music feel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's set in America, but like, yeah, it definitely has that um, uh, English feel. Mm. Uh, you know, the the manor set in a foggy forest. You know it, that. You know, it's very, very uh, English. Yeah. Um, uh, atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
fucking Tony Tony Collette's character, um, Joni, mm. she felt like Gwyneth Paltrow satire. <laughs> yes. You know how Gwyneth Paltrow yes. has her hundred percent. Fucking, it, it was uh, on my second watch through. I was like, oh my god, it's just Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> All the all the actors were all the family, I guess. Some of them are more obvious earlier than others, but they're all kind of douchebags. And, oh, absolutely! Yeah. And you like some of them, you get it immediately, and some of them, little things will it kind takes of takes a little bit longer. Yeah. And once again, like I think Linda um, was Jamie Lee Curtis's character was like one of the only ones who I think. Yeah, Linda is the most genuine one. Mm. She she had the uh, best like I not intentions. Case, yeah, um, I think she, she's she's still a bit of a psycho. Like she's like kind of devil wears Prada sort of vibes. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, she um uh she's not in the line of crossfire, and she uh the 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 interview scene where uh she one of the uh detectives says something to rile up um uh Linda and you know she's starting to go off at them and then it smash cuts to Richard spilling the beans on the oh, same yeah. question and Daniel Craig going really <laughs> <laughs> just completely baiting him and he's like yeah yeah <laughs> so good I just love like, no no one saw that but Douglas did the big wide eyed Daniel Craig. <laughs> really really (laughs) yeah uh Uh, that was i i yeah i i feel like maybe even i'm trying to think if there was like one or two actors that didn't feel like they were up to the same kind of standard but Mm. i don't know i don't know um i can't pick a weak performance in this movie no there's not a single weak link which is uh really good even the like the fucking uh waltz kid being politically active online <laughs> and all of the like the jabs of like him being like a neo-nazi yeah and, like- little fucking turd and there's like when they're shouting out he's just like holding his phone above his head like recording yeah, yeah. live streaming the whole streaming thing to- yeah 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 so fucking as i good. said it's such a modern mystery film. Mm, it's so mm. good i liked um, all the um this this is some touches oh you might have got some of these um Mm. but there's lots of little things that yeah that really made it seem more real about the technology stuff uh and this is horrifically nerdy but there's things like um for starters marta's character has an android but it also actually uses real android interface which like there's so many films you see that just use like made up interfaces they have a fake interface yeah Um, yeah and by the same token, uh, Harlan's uh, computer uses Windows XP, which yep. I found, and, and it's like a, one of the old serious, like serious business ThinkPads, which I adored. Yep. Uh, yep. There is, I, I, I think it was Facebook Live was what he was streaming on. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the or Peris- you can see like the hearts like spilling in yeah. on the right. Yeah, Probably not yeah. Periscope because I think that's dead now, but that's the same yeah. concept. Or maybe Instagram Live. Maybe, maybe. Mm. Um, they had uh, oh the when Chris Evans' character sends the like email with the location, he uses Proton Mail, which is actually yeah. an email client that I use because it's um yep. like a security forward one. Just like all yeah. these little weird touches the whole way through for what elements are there that there are, and the fact that um. Uh, Marta's sister has a Chromebook at the start, and it's. Yeah. I guess it's more of a more of a film thing, like, um, like TV shows. They don't bother with like licensing stuff like that because it's too much yeah. trouble and too much expense. But yeah, a yeah, film a like this, they can probably go like, here's you know we're we're gonna have to run this whole shoot past Google and uh um. Apple. I, yeah, like just all these different companies to so that they're happy with the depiction of their brand logo type thing. Catherine Catherine Langford's character used this in uh the iPhone. Yes. Um, and then Yes, um, all the all the family members have iPhones. iPhones. So. Um which was um uh this ties back into um uh well, actually no, I probably shouldn't say that cuz it's a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
well, uh, it doesn't four, tie into anything. We're forty minutes in. We can no spoiler. No, no, no spoiler for another movie. Not oh, this okay, movie. okay. Um, uh, there's um, uh, the code of uh, Apple were happy for um the film to use their brand so long as and Apple products weren't in the hands of a killer. Ah. Um, which further reinforces everyone thinking that Anna Diamas is uh, the killer because she <laughs> doesn't use an Apple product. She uses Android. Also, what um, a dumb thing. Come on, Apple, you fucking yeah. whingy bitches. <laughs> Murderers uh, don't use iPhones. For, for I bet the, some of them do. <laughs> come to think of it, does, does Ransom ever use a... Like, do we ever get to see him use a phone? I assume he doesn't. Mm, by by that not. extent, but if it, if he did, it'd be an Android. Mm. <laughs> he would the ha- killer phone. <laughs> he would have a Samsung or something. Yeah, yeah, he'd have like a Samsung Galaxy or mm. some shit. Um, uh, one uh, other thing I picked up was Harlan saying, "My mind's made up." A lot yes. uh, to all of his all of his children and everything. He, the uh, the the phrase "My mind's made up" came up. Uh, a does lot. he does he say that in? The, like, death scene? He does, doesn't he? I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah. When he's trying to convince Marta to, you know, go along with his cockamamie scheme. Mm. Um, uh, Yeah, he's, you know, Marta's constantly, you know, like, no, we got to do something. We got to call the ambulance. And, yeah, I'm pretty sure he does say my mind's made up. Um, Which, yeah, it kind of seems to be Harlan's um, uh, through line, his objective for the whole, uh, until his death is, yeah, he just, he's... uh, He's standing in solidarity of, um, uh, fuck my family, um, and I'm just gonna fucking go out with a bang. Um, also the, uh, the fucking baseball. Yes. I got some shit on, on that in the trivia, Ooh. but, um, the, uh, the subversion of throwing it out the window fucking killed me when, um, Don Johnson's character picks it up and after he, he checks, he's looking in the drawer to try to see if he can find the letter that, um, Harlan was going to blackmail him with, that mm-hmm. he was going to send it to Linda. Um, and he looks it open and sees that it's, you know, empty, nothing on the letter, supposedly. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Don's like, oh, what a relief, you know, Richard. And then he picks up the baseball and he, like, reels back to, like, go and throw it. And then it's a cut to the outside of, and, like, your your brain is like, here it goes, through the window. And then cut to the outside. It just goes, mew, boop. It just lands out on the grass. <laughs> Such a wonderful little touch, basically. Yeah. 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 And Love then, that. um... The baseball constantly gets passed around throughout the film. Mm. Um, it's, you know, uh, the the continuity of the baseball is fucking exquisite. It's all, like, um, chewed up and, like, green by the end. Yeah, the yeah, by the dogs. Um, yeah, it's a it's a very... Um, thinking about, like, the, the outsides, it's a very good winter film. Uh, it's currently winter in Australia. Mm. Um, Sucks. It, just because it's... It's so chilly and, you know, everything is all frosty. Everyone's wearing jackets and, you know, sweaters. Everyone has exceedingly good sweaters in this mm. film. Um, yeah, I don't know. Jackets. I think it makes a really good winter film. Very nice jackets. It's uh, mm. they're a... They're a family of family of people with money, so they've all got very, very nice jackets. That I'm very, very expensive sweaters <clears throat> and jackets. I'm very... I want those jackets, man. <clears throat> my, th- my throat's dying again. Uh, the, oh, well, I'll talk for some more. Thank you. Um, the <laughs> the uh, scene right before um, uh, we know Harlan's bloody nicked himself. He's slit his own throat. Yeah. Um, and we're having that flashback sequence of um, Marta and Harlan playing Go. Mm. Um, and then you know he's flipped the the Go board off the thing. Oh yeah. Um. And then she's giving him the injection and he's playing around with the knife. Yes. That the first time I watched that, I was so tense. Just I like, was like, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm just like, that's the knife that he kills himself with. Um uh, yeah, just I love that because it, it sets it sets such a good tension for the scene. In a scene that shouldn't need to be tense. It's yeah. genuinely very nice. But it feels tense because we know what happens. I love that. Very fucking cool. I like when Blanc goes when they're in that study and he flips the go table over. Yeah. But he doesn't say anything. Like, 
It's mm. constantly sprinkled throughout there. The Blanc still entirely has. Um, He's aware that Marta didn't. Uh, that Marta is responsible for something, but to the capacity of that uh, responsibility, he doesn't know fully. He knows. He knows, he knows she's, she's or. He's not willing to call her innocent yet, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. she's telling half-truths um, mm. because he already knows the fact that she can't fully lie. So there's some truths to her statement, but not uh, completely. She's um, she's lying by omission. Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. That's, that's what it is. Um, and the other good line in um, when Harlan's toying around with the knife is how he's talking about ransom and how he can't tell a real knife from a fake one. Yes, um, which oh, sets up the. Uh, I didn't know the that. Bit, the set that sets up the bit at the end where um, Ransom grabs the knife off the rack. I find that's which such amazing a scene too. where they're just kind of sitting there and he pulls the knife out again. He goes <laughs> slowly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Chris Evans's delivery of the shit <laughs> <laughs> so good, incredible. I yeah, Ransom is fucking. Great. Adored that. Adored that. Are the um uh Marta climbing down the um uh the scaffolding, you know, the 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 trellis. Um and then um the the granny, um old old lady thromby saying, Ransom, are you back already? Um is uh that's another key in for a for a keen audience. Yep. Um that, you know, if uh she might not be as batty as she actually seems. Because, you know, any most people would just go, oh, she's fucking crazy. She thinks it's red. So, ha, 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 funny. Um, but that's, uh, you know, a wolf in sheep's clothing. That line is, uh, are you back already? Mm. Um, Ransom has already returned once uh, and um, had supposedly returned again, she mm. thought. I thought the, um, the only bit that felt kind of not cheap or like, you know- did whatever was um, Fran saying Hugh did this? Uh, yeah, that was yeah, that was a bit kind of uh, eh, whatever. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. the only kind of problem I had with how that mm. all worked. I mm. I liked how um, Fran always felt very different in character to the other like family as well. They yeah. all yeah, they all talked well, they're, they're all kind of people who like talk to continue making advances in the world almost like they don't have anything mm. to gain from their family but they talk like that they talk as, as if they're people who go to like lots of networking events and, and yeah you know, yep. big money stuff and Fran mm. is comparatively like very down to earth with the things that need to be done and stuff like that mm. Mm. And as that natural close bond with Marta, as they're both, you know, ladies of their house. You know, mm-hmm. they are working um, for the family mm. uh, and they're being paid by the family. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed um, uh, in, the, I think it's around uh, that scene where Fran is, you know, having a, she's trying to tell Marta that she knows that Ransom has something to do with Harlan's murder. Mm. Um, you know, she's talking about the Hallmark movie and stuff. It's around that scene, I'm pretty sure, where, um, the idea of uh, all the family going to Marta, you know, oh, I, I tried to uh, get you to come to the funeral, but I was outvoted. Everyone says that. Everyone are all like, you know, oh, I was outvoted. Oh, oh I was outvoted. Right. You know, fucking, you can't all be outvoted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, yeah, very, like the... You can see through the web of lies and mm. the the sweet words and everything that the Thromby mm. family gives. You get that immediately um, as well. Yeah. Which like is very, very quickly in. Very entertaining, seeing how condescending they can be uh, to Marta. Mm. Um, and then that that makes Marta's, you know, eventual victory all the more fucking satisfying. <laughs> um, I, fucking, yeah. I fucking love the shot where they're all like looking up at her on the balcony and she's got the My House mug yes yeah so mm-hmm. fucking good which is like mm-hmm. easy little touch but delightful but yeah yeah very nice um just yeah the oh the frank oz com- uh cameo fantastic what um, was that frank was, oz was, uh, was the will reader um he reads oh the, the will um right and do you know who frank oz is yeah well yeah i know i know about him from uh he does puppets and stuff he's so. yoda 
Hey, he did. He does. He did the, the Muppet Yoda, Show too, the, and Muppets. Um, but yeah, he was. Um, he got close with Ryan Johnson through Last Jedi. Um, uh, he, you know, they did the the Yoda puppet in Last Jedi, right? Um, <clears throat> and then uh, yeah, Ryan was like, "Fucking, you want to be in my movie?" <laughs> that was so good, so so good. It was very much the <clears throat> um, uh, Jeff Goldblum equivalent. Uh, to you know, have you seen Grand Budapest Hotel? I haven't. Ah, oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> well, I'll I'll give you this feed once again when we get to it. But uh, he's a, he's an equivalent to Jeff Goldblum in that film mm. uh, in Grand Budapest Hotel, big time. Um. Uh the the anticlimactic car chase. Yes, <laughs> the car chase that just yeah. seems to kind of fucking flop. <laughs> Which is like. Uh, he goes, okay, baby driver. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Baby driver's been out long enough that you can have that as, like, yeah, a you reference can have a reference. in yeah, modern parlance. interesting. Um, uh, and Lakeith Stanfield's character getting out of the car and going, that was the dumbest car chase I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> but she, like, sort so of- good. She sort of, like, makes it, like- Yeah, she does. Like, she in a 60-kilometer-an-hour vehicle, she does do some, you know- it's all right. She takes some tight corners and, you know, mm. goes through some alleyways. Yeah. Convincing. Um, the uh, Benoit reading the toxicology report behind uh, Marta when she's about to, you know, spill the beans to the family. Mm. And then uh, Benoit, you know, he has like, he does the Daniel Craig eyes wide, like, oh my God. And he comes <laughs> forward and tries to stop her and everything. It's so good. Fucking so many, so many fantastic fucking moments in this film i fucking uh it's, it's so good is that your moment real huh as you've gone through your fantastic moment real, real oh now? yeah 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 um, oh the, the other one um uh being the the one that i like it doesn't happen on camera but um uh linda reading the secret letter from harlan um and she stares directly down at um, oh yeah Richard down the drive and then the next time we see him he's got a black eye um uh when they're all you know looking back up towards the balcony toward um Marta um yeah very nice you know I, you know it's not explicit that he got the the black eye from Linda but fucking uh, he did <laughs> you can work it out you can piece it together yeah. yep yep yeah very good that's very good. I, I I like that as well. And that's the whole, like, ties back into, like, they play games and stuff with each other. So, like, mm-hmm. that character sees, like, exactly. an empty an empty piece of paper and- Sees nothing. Knows exactly what it is. Because he sees everything at face value. But uh, Linda says in the interview mm. at the beginning that uh, her and her father had a very special way of communicating. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, you know, that sends through. Yeah. It was awesome. Fucking pay off, pay off, pay off. Pay, pay off. off the fucking movie. Um, do you want to give us a little bit of trivia then, Douglas? Oh, I can give you some bloody trivia. What I feel like I, I feel like next time we do this, we need to get the person who's not person who uh, who didn't recommend the film to do the trivia. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Just because you've been chatting a lot already, and I feel like yeah, it's- yeah, I yeah, I I just realised <laughs> I'm I'm looking back at the waveform and I'm just fucking <laughs> zoomed out all the way from my way wow, this episode. Yeah, here. yeah. Uh, sorry about that. That's all right. Um, <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> I know it was good. This is my uh, another one of my Mandy's, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had your Mandy. Let me have my you've moment in the. You've sun. had your Mandy. <laughs> when Benoit Blanc is first seen by the oh wait no we did that one never mind hang on let me go home Ryan Johnson contemplated cutting Blanc's donut speech but Craig convinced him that it was good watching the actor deliver it sold him on keeping the entire thing I fucking I'm so glad I did because that that <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing it's, it's so, so good. good yeah yeah so, Daniel so Craig delivers it so well um, uh, when Ransom tells his family at the will reading to eat shit he was originally supposed to tell them, fuck you. Ryan Johnson decided to remove most of the F-bombs in the script to secure a PG-13 rating and keep it uh, more like the mystery films he used to watch with his family growing up. Interesting. Chris Evans was the one who suggested substituting eat shit. But now I'm envisaging that scene with a fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> and like, it makes it all the better. <laughs> I don't know. I think I didn't have a distinct issue with eat shit. I think I still eat watched shit, it. Well. Eat shit is still pretty good too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
So the way Chris Evans delivers a, an eat shit is very good. Eat shit. Um, eat shit. Eat shit. I think it's the the tease, the t t. Yeah. Is uh, yeah satisfying. Mm. It was Don Johnson's idea for his character to hand his empty plate to Mudders if she was the maid during the immigration conversation. Good, because that was like one of the coolest, so like good. tiny little details that I had. Yeah. Yep. Immigration conversation. <laughs> <laughs> When Marta is in Ransom's house for the first time, we see a row of four or five brown-tinted glass jugs in the background. There is, however, an empty space in the row where another jug might have been. By the climax of the film, we see in a flashback that Ransom has used the jug to burn down the medical examiner's office. Ah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Fucking prop consistency. Prop Fucking continuity. Hell. Fucking Can you hell. you imagine? Setting up the set for that and being like, okay, and one jug gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harlan Fromby asks Marta how she always beats him at Go. She responds, quote, you're playing to win, I'm playing to make a pretty pattern. This nicely foreshadows Marta's arc. While the Thromby family members try to lie, cheat, and manipulate their way inheriting uh, Harlan's estate, Marta is the only person who repeatedly attempts to do the right thing, even at her own expense. She ends up inheriting everything, thus she wins. Ah, I did not pick that, but I like it a lot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. At one point, a baseball on Harlan's desk is picked up and thrown out of the window of his office. Roughly around the same time in the movie, Benoit Blanc states, the game is afoot, referencing the old Sherlock uh, Holmes phrase meaning the search continues. Uh, the baseball then continues to pass from character to character in one way or another. The baseball represents the game being in play. And when the mystery is finally solved, the ball goes back onto the desk, symbolising the end of the game slash search. There's also a metaphor for Harlan's love of games and his final hurrah. Ah. Fucking... Mm, Delightful. Yeah. Mm. Uh, at 30 minutes in, they had to reshoot the shot of Walt Thromby smoking his cigar on the porch because the character in the window behind him was too clear. It's later revealed that it's Marta, so they further obfuscated it by having Craig stand in Don the Robe instead. Ah. Uh. Because, <laughs> yeah, fuck it, the, they do show that scene where um uh, uh, Harlan allegedly, you know, comes back down the stairs and Walt tells him to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, it, it looks way too chunky to be Mark. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I did, I did too... wonder about that, but I was like, maybe I just didn't remember it well enough. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's through a window and everything. And as you said, the, um, uh, na- uh, unreliable narrator, mm. um, you know, Walt yeah. glanced at them through the window. Um, you know, he, his mind was already of the, playing into the idea that it was Harlan. Mm. Um, that's yeah, a very good point. Yeah. The police detective heard on the television series Marta's sister is watching is voiced by Joseph Gordon Levitt. Hey! Billed in the film's credits as playing Detective Hard Rock. Gord- uh, Gordon Levitt has appeared in five of the films Ryan Johnson has directed. Huh. Um, Police Buds. Yeah, not bad. I fucking makes- I love Gordon Levitt. There's it's also, also the fun little. Uh- no, wait. I almost fucked that up. Don't worry. I was going to say he was in Blade Runner. He's not. That is Ryan Gosling, and I'm dumb. <laughs> that is Ryan Gosling. <laughs> That's one of your favorite movies. You yeah. should know that. Yeah. God, pull it well, together. Maybe you know. that should be our next one. Maybe that. Uh, I like Joseph Gordon Levitt as well. Yeah, Joseph Gordon Levitt's a babe. Mm. At the start of the movie, the housekeeper is seen making breakfast and pouring coffee into a mug that says, My house, my rules, my coffee. Shortly before she finds Harlan's body, at the end of the movie, when Marla is standing on the balcony of what is now her mansion, with the Thromby family members looking up at her, she is drinking from the same mug, with her hands covering all the words except my house. Yeah. Delightful. Stated. Very fucking... Uh, Noah Segan and uh, Lakeith Stanfield pitched Ryan Johnson jokingly on a spin-off for their detective characters called OK Cops. (laughs) And the tagline is, they're fine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that <laughs> I'd watch that yeah. <laughs> Ryan Johnson said that Michael Shannon was by far the funniest person on the set and came up with a lot of his character's funniest lines and physical moments hmm. such as his triumphant arm raise during the eat shit scene and his retort quote I am not eating one iota of shit <laughs> <laughs> which yeah it strikes me as odd I always thought I always thought Chris Evans would have been the uh, the set 
jokester. A funny guy. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. Mm, who knows? I, I can kind of get that. So, yeah. Mm, mm. Does seem like a he's been uh, too, reasonably... He's, he's been playing too much Captain America, who is an extremely straight character. <laughs> True, yeah. Ryan Johnson acknowledges that despite numerous edits and attempts to shave it down, the script's opening interrogation sequence was always, quote, a really tough read. He would have people read it and adds that, quote, I never didn't get the note that, boy, those first 30 pages are rough and then it kicks into gear. Um, which, I don't know, I kind of disagree. I thought yeah, the the opening scenes were, yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, I like them a lot. There's a mm. lot of really clever stuff done in there to keep you super entertained and intrigued, so. Mm. Mm. Just, yeah, getting exposition out there, uh, yeah, through the interrogation scenes. It's a good, yeah, it's a good way to do exposition. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm. very, uh, a way that makes sense within the confines of the story to get exposition out mm. um, rather than just the audience going, all right, exposition dump. Here we go. Yeah. Jacob's line. You had sex with my grandpa. You dirty anchor baby was ad libbed by Jaden Martell, but it was lost in the scene as multiple characters were talking and yelling. Michael Shannon noticed that and approached Ryan Johnson telling that Marl had a killer line. So they made sure to go back and capture it. That's awesome. <laughs> very good that was that was good characterization yeah yeah i love his character it's such a it's such a small character but Mm. he he characterizes it brilliantly Mm -mm. several artworks and window designs in the mansion feature the motif memento mori depicting scenes of everyday life populated by skeletons or skulls the motif which roughly translates to quote remember you are mortal was popular in the Victorian times and used to remind individuals that death comes for all people, whether rich or poor. Hmm. Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> Harlan dies on his 85th birthday, and this is a reference to Agatha Christie, who died at the age of 85. Knives Out is a tribute to Christie's writing style and stories. Hmm. It's cute. Yeah. 85 was a nice, neat number as well, but I'll take it. 80, yeah, 80, if I were to die, 85 seems like a good fucking yeah, not too bad. point to just clock it off. Hmm. Hopefully, hopefully I'm it. still functioning at 85. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully my legs are still working. <laughs> my brain's still functioning. <laughs> we're still doing the 250. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we're halfway through the 250. I am 96 <laughs> years old. <laughs> Oh god, fuck! God, yeah. imagine, imagine how much the top two hundred fifty list is going to change in like the next, not even like the next sixty years, next twenty years, in the next like three years. That's yeah, true. Super volatile, mm. but yes, you make a good point. Mm. Mm. But like, uh, I wonder how many of these like oldie goodies will get knocked off. You know, like Rebecca and ones like that. Probably a lot. A lot. A lot will happen. Well, yeah. I, I guess the more films you have, the less likely they are to trump other ones. But review, I guess so. feelings will also on films also change and ebb and flow. Mm. So yeah, mm. ebb and flow, ebb mm. and flow. Especially because like how many like new films are on there now? Probably ten. Yeah, yeah. Ten ish films have come out and. Ended up on the list since we started, I feel. Right? Wow, really? Something like that. Because mm. like I know that we got a lot of 2019 films, and I think that's uh, just part and parcel mm. of when we took the snapshot. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's still good films, though, I think, from, you know... I, I don't think Joker deserves to be as high as it is, because I haven't seen it, but I still don't think it deserves to be as high as it is, but... Uh, that That's just because of the time, so... Yeah, The, yeah, the list yeah. is... It, it, I, Think, I think it's still on the list, but um, it's nowhere near as high as it is yeah. in our version. Yeah, our version, it's like top 20 or something fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, something bonkers. Uh, but that was just because there was a bunch of good reviews coming out for it. And then, all right, yeah, so yeah. in our list, Joker is 26. Fuck. In uh, so high. Uh,. Did what, uh, oh, it's still 33, damn. What? Yeah. Jeez, but I think okay. that's... Yeah, they use user reviews. The Metascore is still very, very fucking mild. Hello? 59. Oh, yeah. Can, compared to 
It's a Wonderful Life, which is 89. It's above it. Whiplash is below it. That's 88. Seven, Seven Samurai is two above it. That's 98. Uh, episode Weird. four. I'm keen is for 90. Seven Samurai. Mm. I've heard a lot of good stuff about Seven Samurai. Because meta um, score is critics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, IMDb seems to be more user reviews, I suppose. Mm. Hey. Mm. Mm. The, the general populace. Yeah. Unwashed masses. Yeah. Well, I feel like we didn't even actually spoil that much in this post spoiler uh, bit. So Yeah, we didn't do too bad. Yeah. Nothing nothing too crazy, I think. Also by we, you mean me, because fucking thank you for tuning into the two five po- podcast starring Douglas uh, <laughs> talking about knives out for an hour. Yep. <laughs> um We got we gotta pick one that you can like really harp on about for really like fucking to. three hours for the next one. What do we got? Uh we we can check our our little our little snub list. We've been collating films just as we think of them. Yeah, uh, that we think um don't deserve. Oh, drive! You like drive? Don't oh you? yeah, drive would be fun. Drive would be good. Drive would be good. Drive would be yeah. fun. Uh, are you, you looking at the list Ryan right now? Gosling? Hey, are you looking at the list right now? No. Okay, I'm looking at your mug. Looking at the list. Um, <laughs> you gave me a very awkward smile. Uh, Annihilation as well. Oh, Annihilation. Yeah, could you... Fuck, yeah. Or Lego movie. You, you've, you've, built, you've built up a lot of hype for Annihilation. Um, yeah, I'm I expecting don't, big things out I don't of that know. Movie. I don't know if it'll, uh, it'll hit the levels you're uh, expecting, expecting. But we'll see. <laughs> but it, 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 you said the end of Annihilation, didn't you? The end of Annihilation. No, I like the whole film. Hot. I like the whole oh, thing. Oh, okay. But the, 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 the end is a serious, like, experience. The um, end is a kick in the dick, is it? Mm, um, mm. But uh, the whole film is pretty good. It takes, you know, mm. it takes it takes a little while to get into it. But I think with it, when I have a second viewing, I definitely feel like I will appreciate it more. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. Mm. It's the same with this film. I fucking, yeah, I appreciate this film ten times more having mm. gotten that second run through and being able to, yeah... Find out all those little details, like the baseball and the fucking, um, uh, finding out the real intention behind Benoit Blanc hitting the piano key and, um, mm. yeah, so many little, uh, tiny details that so, yeah. been Annihilation's pretty low. It, this is a problem. I've, I've talked, I oh, fuck, I've definitely talked about this before, but like <laughs> some, some of my friends were like, oh, I didn't like um annihilation it was too pc because all the fucking main characters are females and i'm like that's right. come on man <laughs> yeah oh yeah you have said that before yeah yeah come on man um but it has so it's only got 6.9 on imdb uh but the meta score is 79 so it's one below oh. the godfather not the godfather wow. it's one below the shawshank redemption oh wow so and you know meta scores aren't um bulletproof in the same way that uh, what's it called? Um, IMDb ranks IMDb. aren't bulletproof, but mm. I mm-hmm. feel like they're generally, you know, you bring a bunch of critics together. Like it's fifty-one critic reviews. It's pretty comprehensive. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. Mm. You get the 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 average of all of those. Yeah, yeah. We should see how positive I'm feeling. <laughs> Come, come! Not the next batch, but the one after. Yeah, if I'm feeling good, we'll watch mm-hmm. Annihilation. If I'm feeling right. bad, we'll mm-hmm. either watch the Lego Movie or the Emperor's New Groove. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to do Scott Pilgrim, but we should push that off a little oh, bit. Oh yeah! Oh, dude, Scott. Well, you know me. Scott Pilgrim is my favorite movie of all time. So it's I it's can, top five. I could go me, on for so. literally about two hours about that movie. <sighs> John's stretching. Mm. Um, I'm stretching so that I can go not record podcasts. Ah, cool. I need some- Is this you segueing us to the end of the podcast? It is now. Uh, If you really liked what you heard today, if this is one of your first (laughs) time watching this, watching this, listening to this, uh, we put out episodes every week. Uh, It's Tuesday midnight- uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time, which comes out to about 2 p.m. GMT, uh, 10 a.m. 
Eastern Daylight Time and 7am Pacific Daylight Time. All those are on the Monday because you guys don't get... We get Tuesdays first. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. We're... we're in the matrix. We're hoarding the the the, the Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> the Tuesday. If you want to contact us directly, you can go for a mail at two five zero dot com, um, and you can also check us out and, and talk to us uh, on Twitter and Instagram at two five zero pod. Um, you is the YouTube just dead now? Are we? Are yeah, we actually, the Twitter's anymore? dead too. You can check us out. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, cool. I'll, I'll work the I'll work the Twitter and the YouTube out when I'm not like dealing with the end of a university degree and a wedding at the same time. <laughs> I don't want yeah, my plate so right now. For, for now, Instagram. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, tw- Twitter and YouTube are there, just not as uh, uh, rel- uh, up to date. Not relevant. Oh, they're Still horribly relevant, out of date. date. They're horribly yeah. out of date. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Pocket Casts, Google Home, and Amazon Echo. Wherever good podcasts are sold. Are sold. Um, we can, uh, we can. We also have uh, personal letterboxed accounts. Um, we can get personal letterboxed accounts. <laughs> yeah, and we have done it. Um, uh-huh. So, that's where we like to collate all our... Film watching habits, uh, put in some little cute mini reviews if that's the kind of thing you're into. So you can check us out, uh, on Letterboxd. Uh, mine is Uber, that is U U U P A H, and Douglas. Mine is I E N Z O K N I G H T, that's Yenzo Knight with a K. John here writes haikus. I write more condensed uh, versions of what I talk about here on the 250 as well as anything that I forgot to mention. Mm. Uh, I, because I fucking, it's been sitting around here for ages. I have a sealed um, Blu-ray copy of The Matrix and I vowed not to open it until we get to The Matrix in the 250. Um, it's, it's like, it's above the 100, so it's like, it's still like three years away, but, um, uh, I ripped the bandaid off and watched, uh, The Matrix on a streaming service. Um, Wait, have you watched uh, it before? No, I'd never seen it. Oh, shit. Um, because I was like, I probably should have at least seen it like once because mm. if i'm gonna be watching it like three years down the track i'm gonna have fucking forgotten all about seeing it the first time so fuck it i was like may as well just watch it once um fucking cool movie i love the matrix dude that's matrix th- that's sick. another that's another top five for me i fucking adore the matrix really wow it is my yeah. it is my airplane comfort film uh food the, ah. the, the, my brain is saying food i want to say film food <laughs> partly partly because planes always seem to have it but also because it's just like this film's great and i know it's mm. going to be great and i'm just going to watch mm. it so i can zone out for two hours yeah yeah it's fucking excellent i really like the matrix yeah yeah it's a cool mm. one strap look look forward to that one in three years time uh thank you for tuning into the true five oh uh and um, um, any closing remarks, Jonathan? No. I'm all good. Okay, bye. Okay. Love you. Don't you. Bye. That. Leave the silence. <laughs> Make them think that we ended it. <laughs> <laughs>